Good morning and welcome back to Equity Monday, a quick hit from the Equity crew to help start your week. We're going over what happened this weekend, what is coming up in the week ahead. We'll also take a peek at a startup funding round or two and dig just a little bit deeper into a news item or trend that has been stuck in our heads. A big thanks to the rest of the Equity crew for keeping the show running while I was away. And with that, today is the 1st of June, 2020. Let's get started. I was off last week, but I did not manage to disconnect and recharge much. As we're all aware, the United States is protesting right now, creating a a blizzard of a news cycle that was impossible to to not watch and not to take part in as I could. Uh, But it wasn't just you and I who were watching and trying to make our voices heard. The technology and venture capital community were pretty present in the conversation as well, protesting injustice and donating money to causes to drive change and more. I've pulled a few examples from the last day or so to give you a taste of what at least the American technology world is trying to do to move the needle. Now, the information noted that in support of the, quote, widening protests in the U.S. cities over racism and police violence after the death of George Floyd, an African-American man who died after a white police officer kneeled on his neck for nearly nine minutes... SNAP's CEO Evan Spiegel called for a number of things, including a commission on racism and its legacy, similar to the one South Africa instituted after the end of apartheid, along with things like a more progressive income tax system and higher estate wealth and business taxes in a memo to staff. On the private side of the IPO divide, first rounds, Alex Marshall asked her Twitter followers to join her in, quote, donating to the anti-police terror project. Cowboy Ventures' Aileen Lee asked her own social media following to register to vote and share links calling for change in the face of systematic racism, along with using the Black Lives Matter hashtag. The list goes on and on, and really, it's good that it does. And these are just, as we said, a couple of examples. Here are a few more. Homebrews, Hunter Walk, Benchmarks, Sarah Tavel, and angel investor Anslack CEO Stuart Butterfield are all putting their own money to work, giving to groups like the NAACP Legal Defense Fund in five- and six-figure chunks. Good. Let's see more of that, please. Big tech made statements as well. Uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet, among others. In other related news, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg recently spoke with President Trump on the topic of social media. Mark has turned heads recently for also taking to Fox News to diss Twitter for its stance regarding giving the president's wildly false tweets about electoral safety a low-key fact check here and there. In response to all that, angel investor Jason Calacanis told his Twitter followers to stop engaging with Facebook properties. Also, The Verge has notes on how Facebook employees feel about how their company's leadership stance really kind of fits in with today's times. I could go on for an hour, two hours then this show wouldn't work. What I can say is please keep paying attention and using your voice and money to fight for others. If you have any capital or energy to spare, those who don't will be noted. All right, looking ahead, uh, the next week is pretty light regarding technology events. There's not too much going on. We're in that kind of last month of the quarter period, so not a lot of earnings. But there is one company dropping numbers this week that I am incredibly excited about, and that is Zoom. Uh, Zoom reports on Tuesday, and this is going to be a widely, widely watched event. Now, if the investor-loved company can best expectations, its success could provide a further halo to SaaS and cloud companies, public and private alike. Investors are expecting $202.1 you know, million in revenue and about $0.09 cents in per share profit, according to analysts polled by Yahoo Finance. Investors are expecting $202.04 million in revenue and around $0.09 cents in per share profit, according to Yahoo Finance. 
If Zoom stumbles, however, say just meeting or perhaps missing those metrics, its stock could fall, and that could begin to chip away at the narrative that SaaS stocks are a safe haven during economic turmoil. Now, let's slow it down and talk about a couple of funding rounds this morning, and you know, a little bit of optimistic news amidst our current world. In a surprise, while prepping for the show, you know, actually earlier today, I read about Beam, a Singapore headquartered micromobility firm that has put together a new $26 million round. Now, according to TechCrunch, quote, Sequoia, India, and Hannah Ventures led the two-and-a-half-year-old startup's Series A financing round, while several more investors from Asia-Pacific region, including RTP Global, AppWorks, RightClick, Cherubic, and Red Badge Pacific participated, Beam said. The startup has now raised, according to TC, $32.4 million to date. Now, after the huge contractions at American micromobility companies like Lime and Bird, the round feels nearly counter-narrative, especially as global VCs appear to kind of contract the overall spend as well. Now, also out this morning was news that Tia Health, what TechCrunch's John Schieber described as, quote, the developer of a network of digital wellness apps, clinics, and telehealth services designed to treat women's health holistically, has put together a round of around $25 million. The goal at Tia Health is, quote, higher touch care at lower cost, according to co-founder and chief executive Carolyn Witte. Tia Health has over 3,000 members today, and if you're curious why it raised money, well, go back and look at the one medical IPO and then the continued health of the shares of that company post-debut. Perhaps Tia Health has a long run ahead of it. Now, it's hard to talk about financial and startup topics this morning when the world is going through a recession, a pandemic, and the collective cry for justice, but that's what this show is. So let's talk about, you know, fintech layoffs. Over the past week or so, we have seen cuts at Acorns and Brex, SoFi, Payjoy, and others. It's all a little bit surprising. No one is shocked that there were layoffs at Magic Leap. That company has been a walking mess for ages. The fintech world, in contrast, has been hotter than hot over the last few quarters. Huge capital rounds, some big exits, and even bigger ambitions have been the name of the day. I mean, just to put an example of how weird this is, Brex closed a huge round, told TechCrunch that the round was offensive in nature, as in they raised money to go out and do more stuff, and then they turned around and cut staff. It's all a little bit odd, but I think we can kind of figure it out. Now, fintech companies generate revenue in a host of ways, but one of the most popular has been interchange. Interchange is where the fintech company gets a small cut of a user's spend to keep for themselves. As companies and individuals spend less for one reason or another, that revenue probably went down. And it's probably harder to upsell other consumers and users to new higher margin financial services if they're struggling to pay rent or pay staff. You know, so that's not really a situation in which revenue growth goes up. And so you might want to make a couple of cuts. You probably want to cut stuff like, I don't know, recruiting. If you're not going to hire as much, you can kind of see where some trimming could come to be. But if, you know, a sector is so strong and so well-funded, cutting staff is still notable. And if fintech, you know, one of the darlings of the startup world isn't safe, what part of the startup world is? That's all we have for you today. We hope that you are as safe as can be. Please use your voice for others. Uh, if we don't, then why are we even here? This is Alex from the Equity Crew, and we'll be back to wrap up the week on Friday. Hugs. Hugs.